Hello, everyone, and welcome to Watch and Walk podcast with Ebenezer. This podcast aims at inspiring you to trust in God and obey His Word every day. Be edified as you listen to this exhortation. Hello, friend. My name is Ebenezer, and I believe God's grace is keeping you well. I hope you learned something beneficial from my interaction with Mary, the mother of Jesus. Today, I'm going to share with you the second part of our conversation. In this second part, we talk about opportunities that Mary had to be a blessing to her world and some of the low points of being the mother of Jesus. And please note again that the role of Mary is played by Savannah Green, who is a Master of Divinity student at Baylor Stewart Seminary in Waco, Texas. Please take a listen to this second part. This whole concept of being a mother of the Lord and later on being a disciple, uh, how it was like, uh, even that experience with Jesus, uh, the low side, I mean, the, the low points and then the high points of that experience. And just, just let us know more about the opportunities you had. Yeah, yeah. Um course some high points that come to mind are just like sitting in that stable and holding holding him after the birth um mm. it was just so life-changing i i got a lot of weird looks after becoming pregnant like we talked about it was just yeah. very much you know frowned upon um and the looks that those people gave me it, it stuck with me but but nothing compared to holding jesus in that moment you know baby jesus and the way he looked at both joseph and i that night um, because here's the Son of God looking right at us in in human form. And so that's what life kind of was like with him. Just these small moments of walking through town or eating dinner, doing chores, and just seeing the Son of God there in human form, doing what humans do, um, but but being so divine in the way he did things. Um, but some low points, there there were some, and I think it was, the way people would mock him or or when they didn't believe him and who he truly was wow, it, okay. it, it hurt because because he was my son you know he's my my child but but i think it also hurt because i knew what these people were missing out on wow, so here's okay. the son of god in the flesh right there and it was like people couldn't grasp that they couldn't grasp just the miracle that was or maybe maybe they just didn't want to or maybe both i i don't know but uh, being, it, it hurt you when people you know didn't believe in him and that reminds me of his yeah. first miracle um recorded in the book of john and you 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 was you had so much confidence and you told everyone whatever he tells you to do just do it it's yeah. like you you knew what your son could do Right, right. It's just, I know it. And and seeing people reject him, it was just this reminder of our, our brokenness and humanity. Um, and people would reject him and despise him. And so it was just a very low point to see that, I think. Wow. And then can you also talk to me about even the whole death, um, the experience of seeing him crucified? What was it like? Let me let me start with a story, and and I think that might answer the question. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there was this the day that we found him at the temple. You may know what I'm talking about. Yeah. We had just finished the festival of the Passover, um, and we were returning home. So we traveled in groups just just for safety, and 
So we assumed when we left Jerusalem that he was with our friends and our relatives, like he normally was. Um, but after about a day of traveling, we realized Jesus was not with us. And so Joseph and I immediately began searching. Like we we went back to Jerusalem. He was missing. I was panicked, of course, worried. My, my son was nowhere to be found. And, and three days passed, three whole days. And we finally found him in the temple courts, just talking to the teachers there. And not just talking, but he was answering their questions as mm. just this young boy. I, of course, ran to him when we found him. And I asked, like, why Why would you do such a thing? Wandering off, we, we were so worried about him. And, and Jesus gave me this answer that I haven't forgotten. And it stuck with me. It was something that, that in the moment I didn't understand, but as I watched him grow up, it began to make sense. And he asked, didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? Hmm. And at the uh -huh. time, like I said, I didn't understand what that meant. It was in, that's what it was like to be the mother and, and later on a disciple of Jesus was having him, the son of God there. And he just showed how much he loved his father, how much he loved doing his father's will and being with the father, praying with the father. And so me, along with other disciples, got to see this perfect example of following God. Hmm. And, and that's something that I can't wrap my mind around. But, but to answer your question, that's, that's what it was like when, you know, we saw him crucified was here is this man, the son of God that taught us how to just do the father's will just be with the Father. And it was just a humbling experience, honestly. Hmm. Wow. And to just see how much he loved his Father and wanted to do his will and carried that out to the cross. It was wow. like the ultimate picture of that. Yeah. So that made you understand that what he said in the beginning at the temple, that uh, he had to do his Father's business, he actually carried it through. And then he carried it to the end, even if it meant uh, crucifixion. And yeah, okay. Uh, thanks for that insight. I think it really helps me a lot. Now, uh, let me uh, uh, ask you to address some specific issues. Certainly, what you experience um, in your life, well, I mean, as in conceiving a child uh, by the Holy Spirit without knowing a man, uh, it was nothing short of a miracle, right? And uh, so, now, in a world where a lot of people don't believe in the supernatural, they don't believe in divine interventions, and it has really affected a lot of Christians, right? Uh, knowing, I mean, what you actually experienced, I mean, with all that you experienced, what would you say to people like that who don't believe uh, that anything is possible? Um, they don't believe in any supernatural intervention, especially in this COVID time. Yeah, that's a really good question. I, well, first I would ask them, to define what this supernatural intervention or miracle would be. Like, what do you mean when you say miracle? Because I I think a lot of people have this understanding, um, belief that, that miracles are these grand, divine, earth-shaking interventions. And they can be, certainly. But I think that's where God's people have veered off the path is we've begun to define miracles based on what we would like to happen. Hmm. I mean, a teenage girl like myself, I, I didn't just want to become pregnant as a virgin and have my whole, you know, reputation life completely flipped. Like that's not something I woke up one morning and thought, well, yeah, 
yeah, that sounds like a really good idea. Like, let's do that. I hope that happens today. No, like that's not what I had in mind for a miracle. But we consider that a miracle, right? Yeah. And if if I'm not mistaken, it's one of the greatest miracles in our yep. history. Virgin birth. So, so why why is that a miracle? Well, it's a miracle of God, a miracle that He used to accomplish His will. Yeah. So I, I think I think the church today it needs maybe to stop looking looking to a what to like a set of outcomes hmm. um, to happen. But rather to who to God. Whoa! <laughs> so, so we must we must look at miracles of God to be miracles that are aligned with His will, not aligned with our own. Um, that that was one thing I had to learn right, and in that moment when the angel visited me, and so I think once the church begins defining miracles in that way, in a way that we want these miracles that that are aligned with God's will, I think people will start to recognize miracles in their life more. Wow. Um, thank you very much for that um, insight. Um, that's very remarkable. And we, we look at miracles and our thought is what we want. It's not about what God wants, right? And many of the miracles that we are expecting uh, do not align with the will of God. And so we should get to a place where we understand that the miracle is really aligning ourselves with the will of God. And so that we can, we can with Mary say, let it be unto us uh, according to his will. And for all you know, there's a miracle going on even in this COVID moment, right? There's a miracle happening if people are going to align their will and their lives with the, with the will of God. Um, that is really insightful. I trust that this second part of our conversation was insightful to you. God willing, next week, I will share with you the last part of my talk with Mary, the mother of Jesus. Until then, may God bless your reflection on this conversation. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening to Watch and Walk Podcast with Ebenezer. Watch and Walk Podcast comes to you this and every Wednesday. To get notifications of new episodes, please subscribe. This podcast is brought to you by Watch and Walk Ministry. Visit us at watchandwalk.org to learn more about this ministry. God bless you.